The word of God says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run in and they are safe. The name of Jesus. Anything that you need, any time that you need him, in any situation, if you need him for peace, to be your peace, he's your, it's called Jehovah Shalom. He is majesty in this place tonight. We give God the honor. We give God the praise. We honor our pastors, Pastor Todd, Pastor Brandon, their wives as they're on the mission field. We've been praying for them and we pray strength that God will strengthen our pastors and their family as they reap the harvest. Amen. And also Pastor Dixie and all the uh, local pastors that are here tonight. And of course, I honor you, my sisters. And again, I'm Chaplain Catherine Alex. I was chaplain at the Lafayette Parish Correctional for 14 years. And in October, I uh, stepped down from full-time chaplain to part-time chaplain. It's been a blessing. I'm a blessing to be a part, a member of Family Life. I've been here for about, I'd say, 13 years. Uh, approximately 13 years, and um, we just appreciate the Lord. I've been at the jail and doing the work of the Lord, and right now we have live stream. Uh, Family Life is on at 11.30 every Sunday, and I make sure that everything is is on and, and they're getting the word. And um, we just, on behalf of uh, Lafayette Parish Correctional Center and the, the sons and daughters there, brothers and sisters there, we just uh, want you to know that we thank you for praying for us. Thank you for partnering with Jesus and praying for us. And the Lord has sustained us because of Jesus and your prayers. And we don't take that for granted. I'm here to honor you tonight. And I believe that we're going to have a good time tonight. We are, Lord, we just pray, Father, that this word will come forward and that it will not return void. That's the promise we have, Jesus. Lord, I die to myself. And Lord, I commit my spirit to the Holy Spirit, spirit, soul, mind, and body. Lord, I ask that tonight, for all my sisters, Lord, that you make, open up their hearts. And Lord, for me, make preaching a delight. And Father, when we leave this place, we will leave on an increase. We will be empowered. We will be encouraged. And Lord, we will be equipped to do the work of you, Lord, of your son, Jesus Christ, and the kingdom of God. Father, we just thank you. We cancel the assignment of the devil. We put all accusation against him. We put it to death by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And right now, Father, we commit this time unto you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hi. Well, it's just good to be here to see everybody. This is my home church, and I'm excited to see some of you I haven't seen for a while, but it's just good. Just want you to know that you're so loved by God, and, and uh, he does have a word to encourage you tonight. How many of you know have a covenant relationship? whether it's marriage or on the job with somebody, everybody has a covenant relationship 
Well, tonight, we're going to bring an example of what a covenant woman looks like. And I think this is going to stir you up, amen, that confidence and the things that you're missing, the hope that you need and the faith that you need and the discernment that you have been uh, uh, believing for, amen. And so we're going to read from, uh, I'm going to do this uh, read, and then after I read, I'm going to uh, preach, all right? Teach you a little bit anyway. It comes from 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, starting at the eighth verse. We are going to talk about a Sudamite woman that was in covenant with the man of God and with God. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shuman. A wealthy woman lived there, and she invited him to eat some food. From then on, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there to eat. She said to her husband, I'm sure this man would stop in front in, from time to time. It's a holy man of God. She told that to her husband, y'all. Let's make a little room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. One day, Elisha returned to Shuman, and he went up to his room to rest. He said to his servant, Gehazi, tell the woman I want to speak to her. When she arrived, Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her that we appreciate the kind concern she has shown to us. Now ask her what we can do for her. Does she want me to put in a good word for her? to the king or to the commander of the army? No, she replied. My family takes good care of me. Later, Elisha uh, asked Gehazi, what do you think we can do for her? He suggested she doesn't have a son. And her husband is an old man. Call, he says, call her back. Call her back again. Elisha told him, when the woman returned, Elijah said to her as she stood in the doorway, next year at about this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. No, my Lord, <laughs> she protested. Please don't lie to me, man. Do not lie to me. She told him that. Like, don't lie to me like that. I've been believing for this son. Don't lie to me, man of God. You're, gonna, you're telling me next year, I'm going to have a son. All right. Come on. And so, uh, but sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at that time, following the year, she had had a son, just like Elisha had said. Oh, y'all, it's going to get good. Y'all feeling it? One day, when her child was older, he went out to visit his father, who was working with the harvester suddenly complained, my head hurts, my head hurts. His father said to one of his servants, carry him home to his mother. Mm -hmm. So the servant took him home and his mother held him in her lap. But around noontime, he died. She carried him up to the bed of the man of God, then shut the door and let him there, left him there. She sent a message to her husband. 
to her husband, send one of the servants on and a donkey. She, ready, she was ready to go take care of business because she knew something. She was a covenant woman. So that I am hungry to, uh, so that I am, so that I can hurry to the man of God and come right back. See, the man of God had promised her something. Her son died, and so she's going to take care of what the man had says. While her son died, you're going to be the one to raise him up because you gave me a promise. I made covenant with you. All right. Send me. Okay, let's see where I'm at. While today, he asks, it is neither noon moon festival nor a Sabbath. But she says, it's still all right. So she saddled the donkey and said to the servant, hurry, don't slow down on my account unless I tell you. In other words, we are going to the man of God. He promised me this son and he died, so we're going to take care of business. Hallelujah. And so as they approached the man of God, Mount Calvary, Elijah saw her in the distance and said to Gehazi, look, the woman from Shumai is coming told that to Elisha. He said to Gehazi, look, the woman from Suman is coming. Run out to meet her and ask her, is everything all right with you and with your husband and with your child? Yes, the woman told Gehazi, everything is fine. But when she came to the man of God at the mountain, she fell to the ground before him and caught hold to his feet. Gehazi began to push her away, but the man of God says, leave her alone. Told the servant, leave her alone. Something is troubling her deeply, and the Lord has not told her what it is. Then he said, then she said, it was you, my Lord, that said that I would have a son. And I didn't, I tell you to raise, didn't I tell you not to raise my hopes? It was you. You're the one that told me that I was going to have a son and now he's dead and now you raised my hopes. Then Elijah said to Gehazi, get ready to travel. Told that servant, get ready to travel. We're going to take care of business. And take my staff and go. Don't talk to anyone along the way. Go quickly and lay the staff on the child's face. But the boy's mother says, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I won't go home unless you go with me. Are y'all listening? So Elijah returned to her, to her, Elijah returned to her, returned with her. Gehazi hurried on ahead and laid his staff on the child's face, but nothing happened. That was the servant that laid his hand on the child's face. There was no sign of life. He returned to meet Elisha and told him, the child is still dead. When Elijah arrived, the child was indeed dead, lying there on the prophet's bed. He went in, Elisha did that, the man that prophesied the word of God. He went in alone and shut the door behind him and prayed to the Lord. Then he lay down on the child's body, placing his mouth on the child's mouth, his eyes on the child's eyes, and his hands on the child's hands. And the child's body 
began to grow warm again. Elijah got up and walked back and forth in the room. A sneeze in the, in the room and a few times. Then he stretched himself out again. The child, this time, the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Then Elijah summoned Gehazi, called that child's mother, he says, and then he came. And Elijah says, here, take your son. She fell at his feet, overwhelmed with gratitude. Then she picked, then he, she picked her son up and carried him downstairs. Lord, bless this time. Lord, I pray that you continue to bring clarity as we go forward. Angels of the Lord, thank you that you're in here and you're covering this word. What is covenant? What's a covenant? A covenant, uh, I Google covenant and it says two people that comes together in agreement how to reach a goal. Man, we as women of God, we should make a covenant with God. It's so important that we be, we are covenant women. Not covenant with the world, but covenant with Jesus Christ. Covenant with his word of God. Whatever his word says, we stand on his word and we believe that. This woman, her name is not even known. They don't even mention her name. We just know that she's a woman that was in Schumann, had a husband. What I love about her, that woman was a woman of honor. Pastor Dixie, that woman was a woman that mentioned it to her husband. She says, look. I see this man of God. She had to be a woman that was watching in her, in her city. A woman that watched over her city and was able to observe the things in her city and knew the people and the men of God. She'd been observing this man. She went to her husband and said, look, we need to, he's a, a man of God. So that means she went to her husband and she shared that he's a man of God and says, look, I need, for us to make a room for him. He seems to be doing the work of the Lord. I've observed that. We need to give him a room. We need to give him food and have him a place to stay. Because I know that it's got to be hard when he comes here. He doesn't have a place to stay. And plus, he's got to preach the word. He has to minister to people, get people delivered. Let's make it easy for him. And so she, she asked her husband for permission. And that's what that's God is saying. You're a covenant woman? Then let's line up. And make sure that we get our uh, alignment in what we're supposed to be doing when we want to get measurable results. All right? Number two, this woman was a woman of discernment because she was able to see. She was able to hear what it means to have discernment. I'm, able, I'm standing up and I'm able to distinguish between right and wrong. Come on. And so we, as women, we should be saying, God, I need discernment, Father, because you live in me. I need to know truth in my inner parts. And she knew that this was a man of God. All right. And this because she was so kind to him. He, Elisha says, he told the, the servant, he said, hey, son, I want to do something special for this woman. We need to do something special for this woman. It's something about a woman that's in covenant. When you, you're steadily sowing seeds and your giving produces, you better believe that. 
Whether you're giving finances, you're giving resources, you're giving your time, you're interceding when nobody knows. But God is Jehovah Roha. He sees what you do behind closed doors. You do not have to go tell somebody, yeah, I've been watching this and I've been watching. No. You, what you do in secret, God is going to reward you openly. You better believe it, sis. Come on. It may not look like it's working, but it's working. And you got to know that you know that you know that you're not alone, that God is with you. Come on. When you have, when you're a purpose-driven woman, see that, that this woman, it didn't matter what her name was. We call her the Shudamite woman, a woman that we could draw from and glean from. Come on. This day, guess what's happening? Pastor Todd came to the jail the other day and ministered. And I was telling him, I said, oh, it's a father's generation. And we were walking down the hall. He says, chap, this is a motherless generation. It's a motherless generation. This woman, most probably she was praying. Her husband was old. People were criticizing her. She didn't have a kid. And you know what? It was okay with her. Y'all heard the way she answered the man. You know, my, uh, she was a rich woman and, and she didn't have any needs, but she thought she, you know, she didn't think that the man of God already knew she had a need. Come on, because he was a prophet. All right. And so he prophesied to her something that she'd been wanting for a long time. Hear me, Angela? Something that she's been wanting. Something that we, we, we pawned the things in our life and it was like, God, is this ever going to happen? I could just imagine her. Because you know what? She looked at the man of God and said, man of God, don't lie to me. Don't, in other words, don't play with me. You're telling me I'm going to have a son a year ago. And she remembered that. She pondered that in her heart women of God, and guess what? The next year, she had a son. Come on. God is a God that does not lie. His name is Yahweh, Yahweh. You are the God of everything. Amen? He will not change. He will not lie. And that's why we have to be connected that's why, as women of God, we need discernment. We also need faith. We need the faith of God to be able to trust the men and women of God in our lives, our pastors, Pastor Dixie, and other leaders that speak into our lives because they've been observing, they've been praying. And let me tell you something. When you're connected with people, when you're in covenant with the men and women of God who are our leaders here, you shall prosper. When you are obedient, when you are walking in obedience, you cannot do nothing but win. We are not the victim. We are the victors. You might say, chaplain, it hasn't happened yet. Well, just keep standing and keep doing what you do. Keep serving. We're getting ready to serve. Keep serving. Keep that focus on Jesus, the author and finisher of your fate. All right. Are y'all tracking with me? Let's see where I'm at in the notes. <laughs> All right. She, the Shudamite woman, she supported the ministry. None of us have any excuse 
not to be to be doing anything. We must be about our Father's business. We must be steadfast, unmovable, always abiding in the work of the Lord. Oh, wow. I thank God because this woman, she provided for this man. Elijah wanted to return the favor. And he did. In one year, she had a son. In one year, she had a son. Could you imagine her in her pregnancy and operating in that awe? Oh, my God. I thank you, Jesus. Could you imagine her worship during that time? Huh? Could you imagine the worship, that pure worship that she had? I, God wants to blow our mind. The Bible says he will do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. You remember her husband was old. And it's the same thing with Abraham and Sarah. Sarah, uh, she ministered to two men. And I understand that in some version of the Bible, it said it was two angels. And she fed them. And guess what? They did prophesy she was going to have a kid. I'm like, uh-huh. So anyway, um, when we are in covenant with God, when we are doing the work of the Lord, we better believe God will provide. Just like he did for that Shunammite woman. But something happened. The son came, the son got older. And he had a headache. He got older. He, he, he had a headache. So he went to his father. He went to his father, Pastor Jerry. He went to his father and says that my head hurt. And that father knew that he had to send him to his mother. You see, when you're a covenant, when you're a covenant woman, you're being recognized by people you don't even know. All you've got to do is just show up when you're a covenant woman. And sometimes I'll be walking down the hall in the jail and these guys will say, hey, mama. And so I don't like it too much, but, you know, I got the revelation. I know why they're calling me mama. Oh, hey, chaplain. Or they'll just see me. Hey, pray for me. I'm going to court. Pray for me. It doesn't matter where you go, the store, your children. It's a blessing when your husband, he, why he didn't pray. Why he didn't pray for his, his son. And maybe he did, but they didn't mention. He says, go and bring him to his mother. Brought him to his mother. And when they brought him, his, he was dead. Could you imagine how this woman was thinking? Hey, all this happy, all this joy that I had, all this stuff that I, I've been enjoying for a year. And it's been taken away from me. I could imagine her thinking, this man of God, I told him not to mess with, to play with me. And he did. And we get like that when we come and when trouble come, when trials, it's like, God, what happened? But guess what? I'm here tonight to tell you, you need to put your weight on his word. Because God is going to do 
everything he says he's going to do. He's a God that will not lie to you. You have to believe God in the marrow of your bone. And if that means speaking the word day and night, I believe that she may have said, my son is coming. My son is coming. She had to have some kind whatever her worship was. And now the bad news come. God wants us to be strengthened. When the bad news come, that's when it's time to worship. When the bad news come, that's when it's time to grab a hold of the word of God. Y'all heard Pastor Rob on Sunday? He said when they told him, he and his wife, they told him he had cancer. They, they, guess what? They grabbed hold of Psalm 53. No, Isaiah 53. I was at my desk. I had to stand up. And he says, yeah, that's what you need to do. Because God has a word for each and every one of you. He says his word will not return void. And I speak this in your spirit today. That anything that you're going through, God says, I got you. The word of God says that those that look to him, their faces are radiant. And they won't be ashamed. Oh God, thank you for the promise. It looks like I'm ashamed. It looks like my son or my husband may not be coming in. It looks like I won't get pregnant. It looks like the bills will not going to be paid. But your word says I will not be ashamed. Your word says that you will provide all my needs according to your riches and glory. Not just the tangible thing. But when I need wisdom, when I need wisdom, Kobe, he brings it because there are situations that we come into and we need wisdom and we need it right now. I had an experience yesterday and it was just a lot of confusion and I had to tell this lady, stop. I need to, we need to stop right now. I need to go seek the Lord about this. But she was just rushing me. She wanted me to give an answer. And that's how the enemy is. He messes up. He put us in a trap because we answer too quickly. We have to seal out. We got to stop and think about it. And guess what, sis? God is waiting for us to inquire. He's waiting for us to acknowledge him in all our ways. Because when we lean into our understanding, we mess things up. How many of y'all have messed things up? And say, God, I'm sorry. Lord, help us. And even when we mess things up, He's able to come. He's the good shepherd that rescues us. When we get out of line, when we get on the wrong, wrong road, the Bible says that, guess what? He leads us into the path of righteousness. That's what you get for being co in covenant with God. So she told the man of God. So anyway, this woman was in a rush. But she wasn't in a rush to try to Solved the answer by herself. She knew that this man was a godly man and he was a true man of God. He wasn't just any pastor doing anything, lying or anything. She knew that this had already come true. So she had enough faith to know that she could go to the man. She told her servant, hurry up. Go get a donkey. Don't play with it. We're going to go. We're going to stay focused. I don't want to hear nothing. I'm going straight to the man of God. And I'll tell you what, God had already, that's what I love about God. He's already prepared the way. 
glory to God to give us a miracles, um, to give miracles, signs and wonders tonight. Your miracles are already on the way. The man of God, he already knew that she was coming. Hmm? He says, well, she says all was well. In other words, everything is all right. Come on, she was not talking negative. I want to say this, the things that come out of our mouth is important. We have a book by our uh, Francis Martin, Dr. Francis Martin. You're hung by the tongue. That's the most popular book at the day. <laughs> we got it in English and in Spanish. We have to pray, God, every day, console my tongue. I'm believing for something. Lord, let no impurities come out of my mouth, Father. I submit to your wisdom in Jesus' name. And so she did not say, oh, this might happen. My son might be raised up. She says, everything's all right. And I, I could just see that confident woman, and I speak that into your spirit, that woman of courage that you, the word of God, you have to have courage when you're in a test and a trial, knowing that everything's going to be all right. And it may look like to the world when God has called you to something or he's given you something to do, it may look foolish. You will have people to criticize you, but you keep loving them and praying for you and for them and keep meditating on what God have called you to do. Don't let nothing shake you because the enemy will bring something to try to detour you, but you keep on. Amen. And so the man of God, Says, yeah, that's the suit of mine. Says, uh, she, she looks troubled. He already knew. Says, she looked troubled. He says, I pray everything is well with her, her husband, and her child. So she began to share with him, bringing the, that the, the child was dead. And then, well, her servant, the servant is the one that tried to. Pray for the child. You know, we, we, we be getting foreigners, people we don't know. We don't know their relationship with God and say, hey, pray for me. Don't do that. We have to know those that we labor among us. We have to be in covenant with people that you know that live holy. Because I tell you what, say this with me. God does not hear a sinner prayer. And this is what we're living in the days now. Everybody want to pray for somebody. Everybody want to prophesy for somebody, to somebody. Amen? And they're not living godly. You want somebody that can touch the heart of God. You want someone that could hit the mark. A woman of God, a man of God that you know have a consecrated life. A pastor that loves his wife and his children. Huh? A sister that lives holy. She's not fornicating. She's not committing adultery. She's not backbiting. She's living the best life. She's not perfect, but she's at the altar. Her, uh, the altar is her best friend. We have to, These days, you better know who's laboring among you. Because nowadays, the enemy don't care. He'll take anybody out. He's a deceiver. He doesn't want you going anywhere because he will not go to heaven. Amen? It's about eternity. But anyway, the man of God came out. And he said this. He says, I'm going. Take me. He told the servant, take me to the woman of God. Amen? And I believe in that moment, 
while and no he they he followed they he they went together and i believe in that moment that the woman of god was under her tongue she was praying and just thanking the lord about and excited to see what's going to happen and y'all heard the word of god it says that the word says that he laid on top of her son it's almost like giving cpr huh he put his mouth on her son's mouth. He put his eyes on her son's eyes. And I tell you what, the child woke up. He gave, you know, he told the, the, uh, the servant, he says, I want you to go get the woman. When we are in trouble, we believe in God. We need a secret place. When you're in covenant with God, you don't need to be telling everybody what's going on. I believe the woman was in the background. And then her, uh, Gehazi, what he did, he brought. He brought the child to his mother and said, you're free to go home. The child was raised again. Being in covenant with God, you always have the victory. This is an example of what a covenant, the Sudamite woman is an example of what covenant of God, how it works. An example that God will do what he says he's going to do. And we thank God for that. Is this still happening, chaplain? This day this is the Old Testament. Well, I'm reminded. I asked my niece if I could share this. It was one Saturday morning, maybe maybe midnight, and I received a call from her. And she says her son had gotten. They they shot at him four times. They are, they, at that time, we didn't know what the state was, but he was shot at four times. And when we got to the hospital, they said that all was well with him, had just taken one shot. But the word of God, I mean, uh, the word of God, but according to the word of God and his covenant, God hears our prayer. You see, this mother was a covenant woman, a woman that prays, a woman that do what God says do to the best of her ability, a woman that repents when it's time to repent to get it right. And so when we got there, they said that it looked good. Everything was well. The doctors was taking care of him. But one of the things that really stood out to me was that he was asking for his mother. That's her son, my little great nephew, was wanting his mother. Why? Because he knew she was a praying woman. Because he knew that if there was, if he was going to die at that time, he didn't know. I suppose he was concerned too, more, you know, about his condition. But he knew that if his mother was present, hallelujah, that everything was going to be all right. Let me tell you something, saints of God. We got to know that we know that we know 
that God is with us. No matter what the situation is, God says, I want you to come in covenant with me. It's that it's eight o'clock, huh? Y'all please forgive me, it's eight o'clock. And God is saying, all you gotta do is say yes to my will. Yes to my will. And I, I, the pen, who has a, everybody has a pink slip? All right, what we're gonna do at this time, we're gonna decree and declare. We'll read that, the pink slip. Let's see, I thought I had mine here. What happened to mine? Thank you. This was a blessing to me. One of the sisters in this church gave this to me. And it's, these are the last seven promises that God wants you to know what he's going to do for you. And if you want, I'd like for you to stand up. And we're going to read this together. Um, um, or maybe I'll read it and you just follow it because I want to read it like in another tense. A promise to the covenant woman. This is what God is saying. If you walk into a trap that will be there for you and keep you from stumbling, you'll even walk unharmed among the fears of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to us. Because, women of God, you love him and you've delighted in him and have been loyal to his name, you, he will greatly protect you. Say, so he will protect me. He will answer your cry for help every time you pray. Because you're in covenant with God and because you're doing what he say to you. He's going to protect you. He's going to answer you every time you pray. Now that's from Psalm uh, 91. And you will feel my presence in the time of trouble. When you are in trouble, you're going to feel his presence. The glory of the God of God you will experience. And number uh, you will deliver he will you he will deliver you and bring you honor. You better believe that. Yes, he will. He will satisfy you with full life and all that you, that you do, for he, all that he do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of his salvation. And that's what's going to happen.